Hey, Joey, I got some stuff you just gotta try. What is it? Pot. You know, marijuana. Oh, well, I don't know. What are you, chicken? Joey's in a jam. What should he do? Uh, Kate. Get a teacher. Excellent. Get a pizza. Get real. Get out of there. You got it. Let's see if Joey's that smart. I'm not a chicken. You're a turkey. He's right. Drug dealers are dorks. Don't even talk to them. Cowabunga. And here we go. We are tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's scruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Carlos. Smash you. King Tom. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? They got your weekend geek covered. And you? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 208 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dolchaki, and my co-pilots this evening, the young, the restless, the man who's wearing a Chewbacca shirt, Carlos. Buarguel. That's just my chest hair. Ugh. The man we call Crunch Crunch, the man who we also call Hazelnuts. How you doing, Mr. Lesses? Not having as much hair as Boo. No, no. <laughs> I'm Persian and I don't have as much hair as <laughs> God's sakes. The man we call the king of all pods, Mr. Tom Chansky. What's happening? Are you feeling a little bit more healthier this week? Uh, thanks to the miracle of calamine lotion. Yes, I am. Nice. Lotion. How's your face doing? Hey, presentable. Because it's killing me, King Tom. Oh! The man we call El Hombre. The man who I don't have a song for this week, I apologize. I'm sure he's happy about <laughs> Mr. Eric. Uh, is is happy about mm-hmm. that. Strothers, man. Thanks for introducing me so well. Uh, yeah, you got it. <laughs> it won't happen again. I assume. <laughs> Tonight we welcome back a friend of the podcast. You most likely have seen him on the very popular YouTube channel, Cake House, or maybe on your TV set as the head sculptor on Cake Boss and Buddy versus Duff. He's a judge on Bake It Like Buddy, and now he's here to talk about a very awesome new podcast that he's involved with. Please welcome back, Ralph. Atanasia to the Sith Lair. How are you doing, Ralph? Doing very well, thank you. Uh, you know, like well for 2020. Well yes, for 2020. That is very true. As long as you're healthy, your family's healthy, and everybody's doing okay, that's a good sign, I guess. Yeah, and you're in New Jersey, correct? That's right. So yeah. we're we're uh, we're faring a little better than some other places. Yeah, like us right now. California has been hit like crazy. I hadn't heard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, it's been awful. Unfortunately, I was like this close to going out to California to do some behind the scenes work on another Food Network show, 
that didn't happen. I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's crazy. Right? There's the mountains up here. There's a famous place, resort kind of place called Big Bear. Uh, I don't know if you sure. guys heard yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, you heard it. Okay. Took my wife and Malik, my little one-year-old. We went for a little trip to Big Bear to get away from people. And there's a beautiful lake and lodges and like wilderness. It's like amazing up there. So I go up there. I get it. Your life is better than mine. No, 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 no. (laughs) I'm not saying that at all. (laughs) We were driving up there. And first of all, mistake driving up to the mountains with a one-year-old because they're facing backwards and they get motion sickness and their ears pop because the elevation, not a great drive up and not a great drive back. But Mm. we get to the lake and it's packed and it looks like spring break 2018. Nobody's wearing masks. People are doing fist bumps and music and coolers. We just drove straight past it, went to our room, hung out there. It's like all this stuff is news to people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was crazy. Like we went all the way up there and all we did was stay in the room. Yeah. Because we got freaked out. There's so many people. We thought there was going to be nobody there. Mm. Unfortunately not. But I do have something funny that happened to me in the room. I don't know. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh Oh, you're going to have to tell us now. Okay. So we put Malik to sleep. Ralph's got the face of, I don't know if I want to hear this. We put Ralph to sleep. I mean, Ralph to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> we put, we Did put, he go too? Oh, yeah. He, I, he was a hell of a trip. Yeah, it was yeah. a trip. surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> we put Malik to sleep and the room, they upgraded us. Uh, for, I don't know for whatever reason. They upgraded us. They put a, they had, we had a massive jacuzzi in the middle of our living room. It's one of those suites that have stairs. <laughs> was, it, was it a time machine? Uh, no, it was not a time machine. Damn it. Out of a stressful day of driving and all that stuff, we decided to go in the jacuzzi and just hang out and just watch TV and drink and have a good time. Lorena's in there, okay? Water's flowing up. And then she, I, I told her, where's the thing for the button for the uh, the air? Like the, uh, the, jets. the jets. Yeah, the jets. And so she couldn't find it. And Benny knows where it is. And I told her, I said, listen, you have to wait till the water goes above the level. Nice one, Benny and the jets. You have to wait until the water goes above the jets in order for it to work. Well, she thought that the water was level, turned on the button, the fucking water springs out of the jet, flies across the room, hits the fireplace, the windows, starts soaking the entire room. I have to jump over there, stuck my butt in the middle of it. To block the water. I had no other choice, so I got like a bidet. The water's hitting <laughs> me until she, finds, yeah, until she finds the button. And she finally found it. But by that Look time... the day that's just water that strangers have been soaking in. Oh. Yes. Oh. Right up your butthole. Right on my... Uh, yeah. Ouch, man. You got a... Uh, I am Cornholio. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you got an anima without wanting one. That was our night. So we laughed it off, but it was, uh, it was a panic mode when it happened. Because <laughs> they tried to be a butt plug. I was. I literally was. That's funny. <laughs> I'm like a champ. So that's my story. How's everybody else doing? Mr. Shrothers, how are you doing? Dude, I'm amazing. Uh, <laughs> things are, everything's coming up Strothers, man. It's a weird time, dude. And it's, I feel like, I don't know. I don't want to just go on and on about it. But have you looked outside lately? It's just things are how they are. And uh, I don't know. It's. I, I'm just rambling now. I just I'm I've never been more disappointed by people in my life. I don't think so. Right. There you go. There you have it. Every day the disappointment just keeps getting bigger and worse and worse. <laughs> I know it's shitty. So here's the deal. I'm sure you all expect me to talk about this. So you're welcome. Okay. Out of nowhere, Taylor Swift drops an album, a full length, 17 tracks deep studio album that has been recorded since like approximately the beginning of April until now. It's a 
pretty big departure from what she's typically done. I like lyrically, she's always been really good at uh, like storytelling and that sort of thing. And in this one, she's like has almost like a concept album approach to these people that she made up. She wrote a song about the house that she lives in now, the people who used to live there. It's actually pretty. It's like a pretty big story. So it's it's kind of cool. Very well done. Nobody knew about it. There was no rumblings of it coming up. I got to tell you, man, that is a baller move. Pull off a stunt like that. Like texturally, it's more like an alt indie sounding album. Yeah, that's what I heard. The critics love it. Yeah, it's it's exceptionally well done, man. Did you get a cardigan? Because I know she gave us some cardigans. <sighs> no, I'm not important enough for that, man. <laughs> well, cool, Which, man. I'm glad you like it. Give it a listen, man. It's What's it called all, again? It's it's called Folklore. Folklore. Yeah, I figured you'd be listening to it 24-7, and we wouldn't be able to see you tonight. But I have listened here. to it several times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tom Chansky, you doing okay, bud? After yeah, that, I mean, I'm better than last week. I'm still itchy as hell. And uh, Rob wasn't looking, and we just oh, said itchy as hell. He turned around. I'm uh, not going to ask any questions. I I'm have, just going to let the theater of the mind fill in okay. all the gaps. Okay. Yeah, no, the, 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 the medication is still messing with me, but it's I'm not covered in bumps anymore in my face. You know, it doesn't look like I was in a fight. So yeah, I, you I, 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 I don't have any complaints. Yeah, you, you and Les hate me now. Yeah. No, you're yeah. good still. <laughs> you're good. Les, how the hell are you doing, man? I'm great now. I'm doing fine. Yeah? Now, Wednesday's been good. Boo, you good? Thank God for Wednesdays. Thank God for Wednesdays and sports. sports I can't tell you how many, how many t-shirts and beer cozies and rubber wristbands I have that say, thank God for Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Just such a common turn of phrase. It really is. I told you guys we should have coined it. Copyright that shit. Yeah. So, Ralph, I know that you have something really cool coming along the way um, yeah, podcast wise is it already out or is it not oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, the first two episodes are out currently oh fantastic okay great um, you want to tell the listeners what that is yeah the podcast uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles minute there if, if our listeners i don't know who is and isn't familiar with but there's uh, there's a whole slew of podcasts that review movies one minute at a time in the style of star wars minute which started the whole thing right so i'm friends with the guys who do the teenage mutant ninja turtles version of this Okay. They have the the Ninja Turtles Minute podcast they do for the live action movies. And I'm a big turtle fan. Um, My friend Sean is a game master for hire. He does like tabletop role playing games like D&D and stuff. And he will run a game for you for money. Wow. That's cool. That's an awesome job. (laughs) It really is. He also he writes role playing games as well. So like the, the gaming is his career. And I put all of us together. I was like, I would love it if we could do a real play podcast of the old Palladium Games Ninja Turtles tabletop role playing game. Ah, that's cool. But we're going to set it up that it's the next movie in the Turtles movie franchise. Oh, okay. So that's what we did. We So the, the five of us with Sean as our game master are doing a 15 episode limited series that comes out on Saturday mornings. Where we play the Ninja Turtles characters and go through the next movie, you know, how we think it would have gone. Oh, that's rad. That's great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I opted to pick a turtle last because I don't think there's a bad one. And I was wrong because I got Donatello. Well, that could have gone better. I just hope Master Splinter doesn't hear about this. Uh, if you were to do it again, who would you pick? I mean, Raphael's my favorite, yeah. but like there isn't, especially in the, the live action movies. I love the version of the turtles. Like right. even the Corey Feldman Donatello, I'm on board with like of all the Donatellos, <laughs> that one's 
there's, there's something fun about them. So that's great. So we'll have all that information on our show notes and all that stuff. And we'll also put the logo. Well, let me get into the shenanigans. Check us out on the Sithos.net where you can listen to the entire Sithos catalog. And also it's where you can buy Sithos gear, look at some videos and photos, check out our trailer trash videos that we have three up there. Now we have a whole little tab there and you can check out our pot it forward page where we have podcasts like blue harvest, steel wars, pop culture hour, the bad motivators, forced toast, canceled by dispatch. And now Ralph's new podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Which has a name. It's uh, we call it uh, teenage mutant Ninja turtles up from below. Oh, perfect. So but up from below. There's a lot of fun stuff on that. Like uh, Scott Tofty, who's one of the hosts of Ninja Turtles Minute, he's a musician. He scored all the episodes. So we have original music. That's Um, so great. I was in between microphones when we shot the first four, or when we recorded the first four episodes. So they kind of sound like I recorded my part on like a tin can tied to a string. (laughs) After that, the quality gets a lot better. It's a lot of fun, man. Like I, I definitely biased because I was part of it, but it seems like it's a lot of fun. That's great. I can't wait to listen to it. It sounds like a lot of fun. And we'll have that logo up there. If, if it's okay with Ralph, we'll have that logo up there in a link. Oh, so sure. you can just click that on and go straight to a place where you can listen. Yeah, we've got original art for every episode, too. I did about uh, four of them, I think. That's amazing. So it's, it's, a cool, it's a cool show. Yeah, it's a, it sounds like a great concept, too. And you got like a lot of a lot of fan favorite characters in there. You get Baxter Stockman, Bebop, and Rocksteady. And then oh. they're some like new weird mutants because you can't just you can't just go back to the well for everything right and are you into the seth rogan stuff that's going to be coming out i'm here for every incarnation of the turtles just as long as they stay in the public eye as long as people keep being interested in them and they keep making content if i don't love a certain version of them as long as they're still out there that means that there's going to be another one after that right and how's things with uh, the tv front with the show do you still doing that or how's so, that going uh, so Cake Boss, we're not shooting currently, but there's a, you know, a Buddy versus Duff season two did very well. It was, it was mm-hmm. Food Network's biggest show that year. So I'd be, I don't know anything for sure, but I'd be surprised if there wasn't another season. Right. Great. I'm sure this pandemic isn't helping out. Yeah. Right. Well, thankfully, uh, like a show like that, it's, it's, a it's not a huge crew and it's not a big cast. So you can kind of, if we were doing another season you can kind of isolate everybody for a couple of weeks and shoot it all gotcha not the not the worst thing in the world gotcha gotcha and how long does a season last is it a couple weeks eight episodes so we did oh geez i don't even it was such a it is a little bit of a blur because the the shoot was intense but (laughs) i think we did like two or three weeks here on the east coast and another three weeks out on the west coast wow okay and we'll talk about a little bit about one of the episodes. I believe you got to go to Galaxy's Edge, right? I did. So we'll get into that during the Star Wars. It's amazing what you guys did over there. Both teams, man, like the, the right. team Duff, they are no slouches, and their their cake was just as cool. Yeah, it was great. If you're the judges, uh, cooler than ours. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> well, let's get into this. Let's get a little into the week in geek. Box office streaming, streaming top five. It's like a broken record every week. I swear to you, I look it up. It's not that I'm just making shit up. It's Trolls at number one, The Outpost number two, Scoob number three, King of Staten Island number four, Invisible Man pops back into the fifth slot. And there's a domestic box office total number one of 405000 for The Rental. The synopsis is two couples rent a vacation home for what should be a celebratory weekend getaway 
I think it turns out that it's not very celebratory. Oh my God, is this about your trip? <laughs> this is the movie about the hot tub that squirts the guy in the ass. I heard that it. was called Butt Plug Enema. Oh, and um, that, Lord, made, no. that made $5. Did it outgross Capone? <laughs> Unfortunately, it did not outgross Capone oh. because I think Hardy's just That's streaming shit. So it stays in the top 200. He's just constantly it's, buying it. It's like Dark Side of the Moon. You know how it lasted in the top 200 for 30 years? I think that's what Hardy's trying to do. But there is news on the AMC Universal fight front. Remember, AMC was pretty perturbed <laughs> with Universal because Universal promised that Trolls 2 was going to come out in theaters first. And they said, nah. And then obviously you guys know if you listen to the show that Trolls 2 has made a shit ton of money during this whole pandemic. I think this uh, is Trolls 3. Is it Trolls 3? Yeah, because oh. I made the same mistake a couple weeks ago and Shit. somebody corrected me. Oh, that's right. This is a Trolls World Tour or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Trolls 2. My God. Did you, you guys see Trolls? Eric, no. did you guys see Scoob at all? No. I did not see it, no. Don't bother. <laughs> you saw it? Yeah, I was like, hey, yeah, you could, like, because they, you know, I was reading a little bit about it and like, Captain Caveman is in it. You oh, know, a bunch cool. of weird sort of you know, Hanna-Barbera Easter eggs and like side characters get dropped into that thing. Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And I was yeah, like, awesome. that sounds fun. No, the pterodactyl from the opening credits of Johnny Quest like shows oh, up for a hot shit. second. Like there's some weird little Easter eggs. And I was like, I'll check that out. I like the old Hanna-Barbera stuff. That movie, for some reason, Simon Cowell is a recurring character in it. <laughs> like, Why is that? He has like three significant scenes. It's an extended cameo. Oh. And hmm. I, I didn't think he was that relevant anymore, but he's also not entertaining as a voice no. actor. I'm not coming after Simon Cowell. I just, he's not, you know, you want to see someone like fun and energetic. You know, like I, I want like a comedic actor or someone in there if they're going to be. Did he be. play himself, Ralph? Yes. Did he have a V-neck? I believe so. Mm. I don't recall. It's on brand. It's dumb. It's weirdly paced. And none mm. of that's enough to ruin it. But like that movie hates Fred, Velma and Daphne. It actively hates them and like sidelines them and gives them the worst lines and makes them kind of dicks. Oh, that sucks. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Especially Velma. She's like weirdly catty and dismissive, which is not what a I yeah, think it was like Velma as. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I heard also that Scoob talks completely normal. He's not completely normal, but he's too verbal. There's too much Scooby <laughs> yeah, talking. That's what I heard. There's, right. there's like a fine, there's a, a balance you want to strike. Yeah, right. Scooby's not like all of the other Hanna-Barbera talking animals. He's mm. mostly a dog. Yeah. Talks mm. when it's important. I don't know. It, the, the, the balance felt off. All right. Well, anybody else watch anything substantive this last weekend? Anything? I'm still watching Last Kingdom like crazy. Yeah, I had to put a hold. I had to stop myself. Well, I, I, I was going to finish. I say watching it like crazy, but I'm only on season two. Yeah. But I get to watch it when Malik's asleep. I get to watch it if if Lorena's doing something related to work because Lorena's not really into it. So she watches in the background. But yeah, really digging it, man. Really digging it. Except for that soundtrack, it's just awful. Oh yeah, the music it's just not, awful. <laughs> the music it just cheapens everything. Yeah. Other than that, it's great. I finished True Detective season three. Finally, really good. Way better than season two. Season two was garbage. Not as good as season one. Hopefully they'll make another one. And I think that's it. Anybody else watching anything else? Boo, you didn't watch anything? Are you I, sure? I, like I, there's I, nothing that you watched? I know I have something to watch, but I just haven't had time. Ralph, there's a running joke. Yes. That, uh, oh, it's not a joke anymore. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's depressing. I don't. Why, why don't you break it down for him, Eric? What's mm -hmm. going on here? Okay, so a listener 
went way out of his way to hook Boo up with a, a Blu-ray of a movie that we had been talking about, how life-changing and just how impactful it is. That movie, you ask? Why? It's The Last Dragon. And Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon, I might add. And anyway, so Boo got this Blu-ray in the mail totally by surprise, probably sometime around the first week of March. And there it sits, never opened, never watched. Ralph, you've never seen Last Dragon, have you? No, I haven't seen it. But now that uh, <laughs> I, I just did a quick Google, I'm familiar with its existence. It just took me a hot second to... Uh, you remember it? Yeah, I know with nothing vanity. about it. Beyond oh, now, here's existence. what's hilarious, though. Let's be real. Let's, let's just be serious. All right. By the end of this weekend, Ralph will have watched it twice, and <laughs> Boo will have watched it zero times. Yeah. <laughs> Boo will send the Blu-ray to Ralph. Ralph will watch it two or three times and send it back, and the Boo still wouldn't have watched it. <laughs> so what's the difference? Just be careful with that Blu-ray, because it's tear-stained from changing my life. <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I don't know if it'll work any. Oh, man. We didn't actually talk about the Universal. Oh, shit. AMC okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. It was we like, got, let's change the subject. Let's change something yeah, real quick. They had some trolls or something. Yeah. That's yeah, right. We went, so we, yeah. We went to trolls and <laughs> scoop. So, per, they made an agreement, Universal and AMC. They made nice, nice. And per the new agreement reported by Bloomberg Business, by the way, on Twitter, uh, Universal films like Candyman, No Time to Die, and F9, just Fast and Furious 9, would now be shown once again at AMC Theater location. So the proposed freeze on showing universal content in AMC chains is now discarded with a specific seven day exclusivity period now required for film to be shown at the chain's various venues. It'll be 17 days while it's in the theater first. Then they get to do the on the, demand. Yeah, the premium video on demand. Yeah. Huh. Per another report from Variety, AMC Theaters Universal would share the revenues from this model, which would require films to be offered at $20 for the premium. So it'd be 20 bucks no matter what. At home, yes. At ho okay. Yes, $20 at home without an option to buy. So it'd be I a rental. I think they're going to jack up the in-theater ticket prices to make up for it. Ooh. See now, that's, see, now that was my thinking is that this seems as a desperate move for AMC because a lot of these movie theaters are, well, most of Essentially, all of them are, are closed right now and they're dying. So this seems like a desperate move to make a deal with anybody. And Universal seems like, right. well, we'll make a deal with you. Because uh, we, we didn't have any affiliation with you anyway. Mm -hmm. And people are saying that this might be essentially the, the end of the, not, not the independent film, but the non-blockbuster film. The, you know, the, the movie that you just, it's not a Marvel, it's not a Star Wars, it's not a DC, mm -hmm. something like that. It's not going to potentially make a gajillion dollars. This the might Steel be, Magnolias. Exactly, exactly. That's what people are afraid of. And, but the interesting thing is, is that a movie makes most of its money within the first three weeks. 17 mm -hmm. days is pretty damn close to the three weeks. Yeah. That's the interesting thing. And then also, this is kind of just the push for the future. I think people do like watching a movie at home, especially if it's $20, no matter the movie. I don't think that's going to stick. I think a movie like, you know, the next Avengers movie or whatever, whatever it is going to be, is going to be more than $20. Because if it's $20, I would never go back to a movie theater. I would wait. If it's 20 bucks. Yes. Wait a minute. Time out. You would wait the 17 days and not go see Endgame. Yeah. You're talking out of your not clean buttocks. <laughs> yours is Mine's clean. very clean. Yours is, yours is squeaky. Clean. You would wait it out. Yeah. If the next Star Wars came out, you're going to wait 17 days before you go see it. Yes. You're a liar and a fraud. You're lying. I'm trying my damnedest. You are Dude, a liar. I'm, yes, I'm going to try my damnedest. What if someone buys it? Oh, of course garage. I'm going to go. Yeah, if somebody buys my ticket, absolutely. Oh, no. You won't, though. 
No. You'll keep this <laughs> for six months it. and won't I'll go. Let it sit be like, oh, shit, look at this. <laughs> you know, let me throw something out there, man. Right. Now, I think that like 17 days is, is pretty fair. If you want movie theaters to be there, they're going to have to they're going to have to have some kind of hook. And if getting in there early is the only hook they have, I mean, what are you going to do? But I will tell you this. So a lot of the clubs that my band would play at, they've just flat out told us, here's the thing. We're not having any live music up through like whatever month they're considering right now. Okay. And then most of them are like, we're going to have smaller acts in here that we can pay less money. We are just not in a position to, to shell out bucks right now when we, you know, everything is so up in the air. I wonder if movie theaters, if you could almost flip that over to where you could have the the people who you may never have luck getting a movie in front of somebody. Those are the ones you're going to see at the theater. They lower the prices for everything and increase the capacity. Yeah, that's the next thing I was going to ask you guys. And King Tom kind of touched upon this is are the, you think they're going to raise the price like Eric was kind of saying? Or do you think they're going to lower the price and try to get Let's just say this is all done. Look, God willing, there's a vaccine and everything is all good within a year and a half. Let's just say when theaters open up, will they jack up the price to make up their money? Because they'll know people are so about going to the movies again, or will they lower the money to try to excite people to go back to the movies? Well, the way movie theaters work is that the studio tells you how much the movie is going to cost. The oh, ticket. that's right. They only get a certain percentage of, of yeah. the take and then they get all the, the, food the concessions right. is that's how right. a movie theater makes their money. Correct. Correct. So correct. that's the interesting thing is because a lot of these well, studios, the studios pressure them to exactly. Ah. Yeah. So, the, so the studios, they are struggling right now, but they're doing better than the movie theaters because they can still, you know, reruns and productions mm -hmm. going on. They're not struggling as much. So I don't know. Will you buy a $30 bucket of popcorn? I will not know. I, I think don't think so. You're going to see a lot of deals when, like when people to get people back in, into theaters but then after that it'll slowly start creeping up yeah yeah because yeah. I, you know i i had the idea with they jack up prices but at the same time i could see people maybe not with endgame type movies but people like boo saying well if they're going to charge 25 bucks for the first three weeks it's in the theaters i might as well just wait to get it for 20 at home yeah yeah, yeah i get some that. people are on the fence about yeah, yeah i definitely get that if it's not gonna, one of those movies you're gonna get ads with like a really friendly voice being like in times like this, we all want to find some kind of normal. See, something that feels familiar. The feeling of going to the movies. And then, you know, like you're going to see people like sitting and like looking eating at each popcorn. other and eating popcorn. So come on back and, and you're going to get these sweetheart deals for a little while to like really get those butts back in seats. And then, and then it'll, it'll creep up. I hope that ad has that one asshole that makes all the noise in the theater that... Somebody goes, shut the fuck up. <laughs> not, not you, Les. I'm just saying. I'm just not, not you, Les. I'll go, I'll, go back to, uh, I'll go back to AMC theaters if they start cutting out those uh, student films. Oh, God. Or, or, or make them actually good student films those or something. Those damn student films. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> let's Hot talk takes a little here. Today. <laughs> what he meant was it's just so list. that we don't, we don't get all the angry students. No, no. I'm with you, man. You, you film students, you go straight to heck. 
you dang jerks. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> no, no, you're right. I'm with you. Ralph, I'm not Everyone. saying that. Ralph, AMC has this particular commercial that they do. Then they go, hi, this is Olivia Munn. And I'm in directed this row. I'm in this next film. We hired two students from NYU to do a little commercial for AMC. So they do this commercial. And it's always sponsored by Coke. It's always sponsored Coke, by Coke. Coke is always and the star. And it's fucking awful. And they show the Coke frizzing. And they have a zoom up on the like sweat and the eye little condensation of the coke. It's fucking awful. <laughs> Top it with the film commercials. They just hate student films. No, that's <laughs> not true, Ralph. I'm gonna get DMs. There's never been a good student film ever, <laughs> except for THX one one three eight. That was pretty good. Speaking of THX one one three eight, Kylo teases us with a little Star Wars news. It's time for Eric's Star Wars report. How about let's just let's just cut to the chase. How about Ray Park, right? I got to tell you, Toad it's from it, X Men. Yeah, it took all my effort to not just start throwing out. What a dick! Am I right? <laughs> but having said all that, it sure looks like Disney is not going to be bringing Ray Park back as yeah. Maul, which. Considering some of the other news that we're going to talk about today is a bummer, man. Um, yeah, for him, I mean, not for us. us huh? <laughs> Eric, I went to bed hearing the rumor that they're going to do all kinds of malls, going to be at five different things or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. And then I woke up, saw him trending, and go, oh, okay, it must have broke or it's getting like somebody confirmed something. And then when I saw what I saw, I was like, did this guy sabotage his own career over an eight hour period? Uh. Like he looked at it and said, I don't want to do all these Star Wars films. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. It was uh, that was very odd to me. It's like, oh my god, this sucks. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, but but, uh, but yeah, I mean, what a shame, man. Here's the deal. Bottom line, there's no excuse for that sort of thing. But uh, plainly, the guy's like manic or something. That's just and so at some level, never to excuse the behavior. But you gotta you gotta hope that he gets it figured out. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, but let's talk about all the big the big news. So other places have um, uh, like corroborated this, I guess is the word I'm looking for. But, you know, uh, Corey and Noah are our go to guys for this sort of thing. Um, so there's all this news around characters from Solo. Now, you know, it's been worded that Solo 2 is happening on Disney Plus, but is it really solo two is going to be a thing or that we're getting the continuation of that story in these types of shows, or is this one big project that's actually encompassing all these rumors that we're hearing and what we're hearing, for example, uh, Donald Glover coming back as Lando for his own show, possibly Billy D. Right. So we've talked about that, but what about now we're hearing that maybe, uh, you know, we'll see Kira and Maul, and uh, is this all one thing, you think? Or is this a bunch of different shows? You guys got any, any ideas on this? Well, remember Alden also said in that interview that he's heard some stuff, quote unquote, but nothing right. fully concrete just yet. That was his quote while he was promoting his Brave New World show. So I wonder if this is what he was talking about, which is really interesting. I would love to have everybody all in multiple shows and it all interweaves together kind of i mean i i, I was uh i thought solo was fine but 
if it were to serve as the beginning of either like some limited series or interconnected series or even another movie, I think I would like it more because it really just feels like a first act, which not the best way to make a movie. But if you're going to go forward from there, I'm more interested than I was before. Yeah, kind of like a springboard to yeah. everything. But having said that, that movie reminded me more than anything, it reminded me of like a two-part episode of a new series. Leaves with yeah. a cliffhanger. The only thing I had heard was about the, the Lando show with Donald Glover. So the rest of this is news to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's been stuff has been dropping. That's what we're here. No, nothing confirmed, <laughs> but nothing denied either. That's the that's the interesting thing. Right, Eric? You haven't heard anything from Lucasfilm to debunk any of this stuff, have you? Well, they called me today. <laughs> no, sorry. I'll just, I'll just stop that roll right now. No, I haven't heard anything, man. Uh, and that's just it. Is it, Normally, when I would hear a bunch of stuff like this, I would sort of take it with a grain of salt, I guess. But the guys that we're hearing it from have been like crushing it as far as you know what their sources have told them. And like the way that they've gone about reporting it has been, I think, just right. You know what I mean? Not a lot of self in it i don't see any reason to doubt this when everything else has been spot on now what is it actually going to entail that's the big question and i think the bottom line for me is honestly i want to see more emphasis nest that's the character that i really want to see out of solo is what's going on with her and her gang Uh, i just i think that was such a killer move for them to make i'm just saying if you're gonna have more solo stuff i want to see emphasis nest i have a feeling that if it's not all one big show, it's going to be like a. You remember when the network uh, networks would do mini series, mini series, yeah, where yeah. they would have like a whole week, you know, a two-hour movie every night of the week. I would think it's going to be something like that, just because they're all related around one thing, and we know other things they're working on. We know. Obi-Wan, we know Cassian, we know the Leslie Headland series. Um, but we don't have any creative types, non-actors, production types associated with this yet. I, I would guess that it's all revolving around one thing, that it's not going to be all these separate things. And the other thing is, if we look at the time periods of Star Wars that we know of, anything solo related is going to be the third live action series set between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but personally, I would like them to to branch out and touch some of those other time periods. The only fact we know is that Lucasfilm is working on more shows for Disney+. Plus. We don't know exactly what they are, but it's a good thing that we're going to be getting. Howard the Duck. That could happen. Although I think that might be Marvel now. Yeah, he was in Guardians. He was in Guardians. That's right. He was. I just really like Howard the Duck a lot, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with that? Not that movie. A medium like that movie. That would be cool. But I like I like Howard the Duck a whole lot. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty great character, man. Honestly, yeah, he's cool, man. I saw. I was thinking, did I see that movie in the theater? No, I didn't. Oh, I did. Did you? Oh yeah. I did not. A hundred years ago. (laughs) That's right. This is the hundredth anniversary of Howard the Duck. I forgot. That's this year. (laughs) Um, I think that the idea of like the miniseries thing is that that intrigues me. 
And I'd say it probably is pretty a pretty viable way of going about it. One of the things that I was looking at is, all right, if it was going to be a movie, a, an actual movie versus whatever, is they're going to have to be looking at uh, longevity for subscriptions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so anything that they can have that's going to extend the amount of time people are going to want to stay subscribed, I think, is probably what their business model is most focused on. They're really pushing Hamilton too. I heard. I'm just I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> there was a lot that happened to him after he was fatally shot in a duel. There was. Like, yeah, was. <laughs> I keep seeing like ads for Hamilton bonus material and other extra stuff on Disney Plus. So I think you're on to something there. You never know. I'm done talking to you. <laughs> That's it. Is, is that the final nail? My oh, God. Yeah, that was it. That was the oh. one. I'm glad you know, I could be here for the falling apart of uh, the yeah. job, Ralph. Yeah. So some other, I guess, big, but certainly not surprising news, the way things have been going, is that the movie that was slated for 2022 has officially been, the Star Wars movie has officially been pushed back to December of 2023 and all of the subsequent movies two years apart have been shoved back a year as well. Now this is not just Star Wars. It's my understanding. It's like just Disney as a whole. It's all moving back. And and like I said, we knew this was going to happen, but still it's like hearing it. It's just more of the the stark reminder of how things are going right now, I think. Yeah. Struthers Surely Avatars 2, 3, 4, and 5 are going to be on schedule, though, right? You, you know, I got to tell you, Ralph, when I saw <laughs> them announce the Avatars being pushed back. I what? Said, Is that news? <laughs> <laughs> what? That just blows my mind. That We better announce that. Hey, guys, it was going to be a be- delay. You know, Cameron's like, bed. there's no COVID underwater. Yeah. We're fine. Oh. No, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have surprised me if just Cameron's like, nope, fuck it. We're going balls to the wall. My movie's coming out on schedule, <laughs> yeah. on time. Yeah. It's happening. We're filming in the water 24-7. Yeah. 24-7. You know, somebody, you know, somebody gets sick, that's their problem. Yeah. I would not be surprised if he yeah. just went just nuts and just said, we're yeah, doing we're doing practical it. effects. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be on my deathbed decades from now. And like my, my granddaughter is going to be holding my hand as I leave this life and go, grandpa, I just wanted you to know avatar two came out this weekend. And I'll be like, Oh, and then die. Yeah. It, that's, what's going to kill you. Yeah. And then die. And that's, what's just going to push you over the edge. Well, no, it won't even, it was just like, it'll, it'll just be a nothing. You know, like, Oh, okay. <sighs> Later. Right. <laughs> time to check out. Well, at Why? least for celebration, Eric, a celebration 2022. Uh, now, We'll have all the TV stuff, hopefully, yeah. you know, we hope. we hope. And maybe some pre-production of the film that they can do, like, behind the scene kind of thing, maybe? Yeah, so, I mean, by, at bare minimum, they could trot a cast out in front of us, Yeah, hopefully. All right, Ralph, tell us about the time you had at Galaxy's Edge, because I saw some amazing things on the episode. Boo and I have been there a couple of times. And what was your experience like? It was very nice. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> now we had a great time. Are you kidding me? Like we would, they, they told us, so I, we were coming off of three days of, of nonstop building the stuff for that finale cake. And then we rolled out to galaxy's edge, like at night as the park is closing. Ugh. And then we're there overnight setting everything up. We shot like, three days of, of doing the the finale challenge for buddy versus duff season two which was star wars themed and uh 
you know, like after that, we we like we rolled out to the park like b- before it closed, and we were there overnight up to the next morning. Like we weren't finished until six six thirty a.m. shooting Gosh. that finale, and so like we were just in Black Spire Outpost <laughs> all night long. And they never turn off all the like atmospheric stuff in the park, you know, like all the the, the like background sounds and oh, like yeah. lighting effects and stuff. Like that's that was on the whole time we were there. So like. Oh. I, I snuck off to the side when they didn't need me for it was just kind of like standing there and like the electricity on the lights you know flickers brighter and dimmer as you're there and you hear like wildlife moving around in the, right. the yeah. bushes and I was just like standing off to the side while, while they're doing all the TV stuff and it, like it's so cool being in there it's like a, a real little city at night when everyone's gone to sleep I can't imagine how was your reaction when you walked up to, to the Falcon for the first time I mean, it's 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 humbling. It's it, it you know, really it's, is. Yeah. It's right there. It's the Falcon. <laughs> it's crazy. Like he, there's no way to. And then we knew that there was gonna be a guest, someone related to Star Wars, but we didn't know who. And they kept it as a surprise, uh, and it was a surprise until like I walked physically into Billy D. Williams, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, you're Lando Calrissian. Hello." <laughs> That's so great. But he was he was incredibly gracious. I, I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> so we were we were talking to him before that, like we have both of the cakes out and they're being ready to be judged. And he's standing over there and he's, he's you know, talking to Buddy, the, the, the cake boss. And he's like, I just got to let you know, you know, I, my my wife and I, we, we, we watch your show. I'm such a big fan of what you and your family do there. You're artists. The stuff that you and your family do, it's not cake, it's art. You're artists. And then he looks over at Duff and he goes, this other guy, I I don't know him. (laughs) (laughs) And Duff's probably like, shit. He didn't hear that. But he was was very, he was very cagey about it. But that was, that that made me laugh pretty hard. That's awesome. Um, It was nice. And like, when we first rolled up in our, in our truck, you know, to like unload everything, we're in like the backstage area of of galaxy's edge we're like behind the mountain and everything and even backstage a detachment of stormtroopers comes out to like inspect our truck when we roll up oh my gosh that's so, so we're cool. yeah we're we're there and like one of them is like you know three of them are like interrogating buddy and one of them's like standing there and he's touching the fender of our truck he's going curious droid and i'm like all right keep your hands off all right and he goes oh just an observation and like backs up and like they they never they're never not on. Yeah, it's so cool. They're never not in character. And did yeah. you get to do the rides and all that stuff? We did. We we got right. to. We went on Smuggler's Run a few times. Right. Uh, and then we 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 got there just when um, Rise of the Resistance had just opened, and they were like, "Honestly, we can't get you on. Like, even yeah, we know you're shooting a thing here and everything, but like, they're just it is packed all the way full." Yeah. And as the park closed. They came and they grabbed us. They're like, if you want to go on Rise of the Resistance, you have to come right now. Oh, sweet. And like the cast stayed to do another run of it because there's like there's a whole pre-show and stuff that that goes with the ride. They stayed to do that again for us. Oh, that's so great. Like on their own time. That's which was we were we were blown away by that. Yeah, that's right. It's such a great ride, too. And like to also just to, to be there, like in that space. Uh, and and to present like the stuff that these two teams just like poured their heart into, and like as much as I loved our cake, Duff's team's cake was amazing as mm-hmm. well. And they, they, that team, I, I love everybody on that team. 
So it, it was just a joy for all of us to be there together at the end of this journey that we had been through and to see those like those two different visions of something that's such a big part of all of our lives in that space was really cool. It was that very nice. Great. Yeah, that's that is great. We got a uh, Star Wars related email from Robert that is asking us a question. So let me throw this out there real quick. Hello, everyone on the Sith list with all the new Disney Plus shows in development or rumored to be in development. Obi-Wan, Cassian, Bad Batch, Lando, Solo 2, happening all around the same time frame in canon. What do you think they're going to normally weave into each other between animation and live action? Are they going to intersect? Lucasfilm is ready to interweave them a lot more with the success of Clone Wars last season and The Mandalorian. By the way, throw this out there real quick. Mandalorian, 15 Emmy nominations for Star Wars. That's pretty Mm -hmm. damn good. Hey, good for that. And Best Drama. Which hmm. is fantastic. So congratulations. So do you think they're I going think to Watchmen's in- eleven Emmys ahead of them? Or yes, nomination. Watch, watch. But, oh, that's uh, something that I started rewatching again. Finished that episode three. I'm watching mm-hmm. it again. That's the show that I'm sorry I should have been talking about. Crazy. I've yeah. actually watched like, that. You watched all of it? I watched all of it. Who would have thought that a sequel television series to Watchmen would be any good, let alone great? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember when we got the news, we're all, what the hell? Yeah, Are you sure yeah, about this? Sketch. Right. Yeah, it was fantastic. I know they, they might just leave it at that. I know Lando, it. Lando yeah, do. doesn't want to do it. Yeah, but it's great. I'm glad they're getting all the recognition. It's fantastic. And, and also for Mandalorian mm-hmm. and they're having best drama for both of them nominated for best drama, which is great. Uh, but so do you guys think they're going to interweave is Robert's question from Rancho Cucamonga. Well, I mean, the answer to that is, is pretty nuanced and, and uh, uh, you know, layered. So I'll say um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, too. I think they will interweave. He's talking about the bad batch, right? He's talking about the bad, yeah, everything, everything. I, um, I mean, I think there will be the normal Star Wars nods that we get, but at the same time, bad batch is going to be taking place, you know, fifteen years before the Cassian series, and you know, Kenobi is supposed to be off on his own. So I really don't. I, I as much as I would like to see a character introduced in Bad Batch follow through in one of the other shows, I don't. I don't know that I see something that direct happening. Well, we know for sure that Ahsoka is going to be in every series. Yeah. As long as Dave Filoni is still attached, she'll show up in everything. Yeah, she'll pop That's, up. She'll be and, fine. Hey, what's I'm, up? I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that, too. I can't wait to see her. So that is that. So are we ready for the Naboo experience for Ralph Oh, here? boy. Oh, this are is going to be good. Buckle are we up, ready? people. Are we ready, people? <laughs> Steel <laughs> Saunders, are you okay, ready? So you said that... Uh, you said that you tell me some Star Wars things. And yeah, we're going to tell you which one of them isn't right. We're going to tell, yeah, you're going to correct. You're going to tell us which one isn't, is a nah, boo. That's mm-hmm. wrong. All right, everybody ready? Another 25 cents goes to steal every there time we I go. say it. Yep. Yeah, ch- checks in the mail. Not even worth the postage. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could pay that guy back for being so annoying the night I met him. Who's that steal? <laughs> yeah. No, well, he never mentions it every time we t- I talk about you. He never mentions it. So Ooh. maybe you weren't that annoying, you know? I, I had to have been. He hangs around with us. So yeah, he's, his yeah. level of annoying is pretty, pretty damn his high. His tolerance yeah. is pretty high. <laughs> you know what? That actually does make me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, man. That is. That's totally fair. <laughs> All right, let's get this started. Statement number one. In the original draft of Star Wars written in 1974, R2-D2 spoke in complete sentences. Statement number two. Uh, The first time anyone set eyes on Boba Fett was on September 24th, 1978, during the San Anselmo County Fair Parade in California. The San San Anselmo? 
There you go. Thank you. Anselmo. Good thing we're from California. Uh, who gives a fuck where it is? <laughs> and then the sand crawler prop from uh, A New Hope almost caused the war between Algeria and uh, Tanzania. Wow, because it was filmed in Tanzania. I'm gonna go with the uh, and I'll, I'll, I'm gonna go with the R2D2 thing, and I'll tell you why. Because if it was the movie came out in '74, so the script had to have been written before that. I don't think the movie came out in '74. I think the uh, movie came out in '78, right? No, 77, 77, 80, 83. Yeah. Oh, well, then I don't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I gamed the system there for a second. I was like, yeah, 74, 77, 80. They were all three years apart. What was the R2 spoken sentences? I actually think that one might be true. I think the first time you saw Boba Fett was either they had ads for he was like a giveaway toy on the back of the thing if you saved up your Star Wars points. And then he was in the Christmas special. And the sand crawler was like a little radio controlled thing. Mm. But they might have built, I think they built the treads for it. I don't know. The Boba Fett and the parade. Boba Fett and the parade. Before you give the, so Naboo is Boba Fett and parade. Before you give the answer, King Tom, Eric, what do you think? It's going to be some bullshit thing. Like it wasn't 74, it was 1973. <laughs> right. It wasn't. Hey, that okay. hurt my feelings. <laughs> no, no, not you. We're talking no, about you, we're talking about Boo's answers. Boo. Usually, technically, yeah. he'll say something like 1974, and you'll say, "No, it's not that one." He'll say, "No, it's it's not September 24th, but it's actually September 21st." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In the Star Wars rough draft published May 1974, R2 spelled A R T W O D E T W O does have spoken lines in English. Ooh, Boba okay. Fett did okay. premiere in person at the San Elmo. And Selmo Parade on September 24th, 1978. So, the Nabu- it, and his costume was white. And there was some diplomatic issue, but I don't know if it was between Algeria and Tunisia. It could have been between Tunisia and Libya or... Uh, see, that's a typical boo. Th- that, that would be my, I think... The third one. The th- it's the third one. All right. Eric, are you going with the third one as well? Yes. And I'll tell you why specifically. I would be blown away if Boo made up a fact... And couldn't pronounce one of the words in it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so I'm like, that one's got to be true then. Which one is it? Bill? What is it? It is uh, the third one. Yeah, it was actually between uh, with Libya. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. Yes. Here's the new game. Here's the no, game right here. Uh, let's just hang on it for a second. Hold on. The new game is going to be Nabu followed by King Tom predicting what the actual issue with the thing is going to yeah. be. Boo's really serious about it. He's like, no, no, really. It's uh, it's the one. It was really Libya. Yes. It wasn't. Yes. Yeah. No, but King Tom just breaks down everything I fucking say. Yeah. So you, yeah. what you're saying is Libya and Tanzania almost went to battle because of a sand crawler? Well, yeah, because there was actually a giant sand crawler prop. Oh, they did make one. The really big one. It's not as big as it is in the movies. That's what she said. But it, it was a actual <laughs> giant prop. Yeah, so so uh, Libya was actually pretty pissed because they thought it was a a military vehicle. Oh, damn. they made the lower third of it with the treads. Yeah, so they thought it was this giant tank no one had ever seen before. Wow, which they weren't wrong because nobody had ever seen it before. Right. <laughs> well, there you go, Ralph. You have been uh, nabooed. There you go. I apologize. I got to tell you, this game isn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I I say that. Not with love, but with brutal honesty. Oh, I appreciate it, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I need a, a, a sample like, of, 
of Ralph saying that I say this with brutal honesty. I need that to just play at every time I get ready to have a meeting with somebody. Hold on. Let me preface what is going to happen here with this. I'm going to use that soundbite as our intro to Naboo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not fun. fun. Not yeah. fun. And no. I say that with honesty. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles turned 30. What year. is that? Yes. Teenage what? Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is that like a, was it like a video game? What is that? That is <laughs> a boy band. That is a boy band. <laughs> they're a K-pop band. That'd be funny. And then they're ruining Donald Trump's. <laughs> All those K-poppers, those damn turtles. I'm surprised he hasn't. Well, let's not get into that. Yeah. Now we know they've had obviously cartoons and TV shows, but the film turns 30, and it's one of the most popular adaptations of live action TMNT films. And here's the cool thing: I didn't know these things. I looked some stuff up. It was directed by Steve Barron, who also yeah. directed Michael Jackson's Billie Jean, mm. and he directed The Dark Crystal. That's right. I had no idea. And then I had no idea that Jim Henson worked on the turtle suits. Yep. And he was not happy about the film because it had too much violence in it. Is yeah, what well, the, the sequel certainly didn't. But I remember seeing this movie in a movie theater. And I remember having a big old button of <laughs> Michelangelo on going in and watching it. And this movie rocked. And Did you eat rocks. pizza before or after you saw the movie? I don't remember that. I, I got to tell you, like, I feel like this movie, it, it for a movie about four anthropomorphic turtles, yeah, I mean, it just the, the, the whole thing that it is, I feel like it holds up really well and it's surprisingly earnest. Yeah, it is. It is a really good movie. They don't do that kind of modern Marvel movie thing where, like, they undercut the sillier elements of it by lampshading them, like... This movie goes for being about four turtles that do ninjutsu <laughs> and embraces it. Yeah, how cool is that? Of course I've seen the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. The, the old one? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've seen like the the newer, the two newer ones and mm-hmm. then the animated one they had in between that, which actually wasn't that yeah. bad. No, it's not that bad. It's more of a Ghostbusters movie than a Turtles movie. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the fight scene in the first movie with Raphael. Oh, Raph and Leo? No, no, no. With uh, Raphael versus the foot. Oh, when, when he jumps outside, yeah. he's by himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. 30 years, though. Man, hearing that it's 30 years old, my lord. Yeah, my, not great. I, <sighs> but Judith Hogue, who played April O'Neil in that, still looks amazing. Really? I haven't seen her. She, uh, she, hosted, uh, she hosted a few like remote live Ninja Turtles 30th anniversary events on YouTube. She had like a bunch of the cast come back and, you know, like read some of the scenes. And then there were like interviews and stuff. Uh, you know, Elias Coteus and Corey Haim and everybody who all, all came back for it. It was, it was oh, fun. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's great. But she's beautiful. And if she uh, wants to get married to me at any point, I'm down for that. <laughs> You're open to it. Okay. Yeah. We'll put it out there. Hopefully she's listening. I'm sure throw, she is. We got an email from Shonk. Um, I, he emailed us last week with some serious questions, but this week, I don't think it's very serious. Les, you want to read this one? <laughs> Dear Sith Listers, since I went serious on my last email, I thought it would, I would serve up a softball this time around. All right. You guys have been talking about parks and recreation lately. Reminded me of Treat Yourself Day. If money was not an issue, what's one thing you would give yourself as a treat? I would like to spend the day driving around in the Batmobile from the 60s TV show. I think that would rule. Also, my son showed me a new cover song I thought you guys should check out. It's the Foo Fighters song Everlong by Matt Duncan. It's an R&B soul version. Very cool. Hmm. Thanks for reading the email. I'll hang up and listen to your reply. (laughs) Shonk. Thanks, Shonk. Wow, that's a cool question. So you would ride in the Batmobile from the 60s TV show all day long. I'll tell you what I would do. 
I would, if I, if money was no problem, I would rent out Disneyland California Adventure and Galaxy's Edge, invite all of our friends and family, everybody we've met through our podcast, Mm -hmm. listeners as well. Charge them. Absolutely charge them about $75. It's still a deal because Disneyland's like 125. (laughs) I would charge them and we'd have a blast. And charge Pappas an extra 20 on top of that. Well, Mike Pappas would be outside selling tickets. Oh, that's right. He's got to earn his yeah. Yeah. It would be an amazing time, I think, for all of us to just be and be able to drink throughout all the parks, by the way, and walk around and have a so great Walt time. So Walt Disney can turn over in his grave. It's, they're already selling alcohol at Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland, so he's already doing that. Whatever. He's frozen. He's not in a grave. He, he can melt, I guess. He's going to come back really angry at you. Yeah. I think it's available right now. I, I think you can give him a call and, you know. I, I, oh, I, oh, Disneyland? I think they have some time, yeah, yeah. for you. Yeah, well, I don't have the money. No, need to do that. <laughs> what do you, how about you, Ralph? What would you do if... Money was no option here, and it was money. Money not being an option, like there, there. I feel like several of my ideas, uh, I I either can't say or shouldn't. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't go that route. The the altruist in me would would be like, oh, if I could spend a day doing something, uh, uh, um, and money is no object, eat the rich. (laughs) (laughs) just just get that sarah palin helicopter that you shoot wolves from and hunt down the billionaires oh yeah (laughs) that does sound fun the hunt against the the billionaires uh you know like money yeah like that's oh forget you know what forget all the other ones i was gonna say that billionaire Mm. hunt that sounds great (laughs) how about you king tom I'd probably go to Micro Center. That's a big ass electronic store here in Columbus. Yeah, and we have I would just buy oh, a nuts. bunch of stuff and make my own computer. I've always wanted to make my own computer. That that's what I would do. That's oh really wait, cool. hang on, wait, I'd wait, wait, time out. Could I also have French fries? <laughs> yes. All well, right. if, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, with you your can. meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with your meal of billionaires. Yeah. Just to add to, to Shank's email, um, I heard a cover of Everlong a few weeks ago by yes. Rick, Rick Astley. That was awesome. Rick it's Astley? Dude, yeah. the guy's vocals are so good. Yeah, it's him and his acoustic guitar. He's in his like living room, but he has like the, like the presence, like he's singing to a million people at the same time. You can it's, never give it up, huh? It's very well done. Seriously, it will not man. let you down. Okay. Oh, damn it. <laughs> wow. Well done. Well done. <sighs> How about you, Les? I, I have my, you want to hear my second option that you'd really appreciate, Les? Yeah. I get the Stanley Cup and have all my friend hockey that, that players. That was my idea. Oh, damn it. I stole it from you. Uh, yeah. I would get my, my friends. That's exactly would, what I'd probably a, do. A hockey yeah. pickup game for the Stanley Cup. I'd be like, probably invite some people, uh, try to get some pros to come out and make it a. No, pre- no pros because we would get our ass kicked. No, just no, 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 not a, no, intermingle, man. I'd like, oh, just hang out. We'd please, have a fantasy draft. be friends with us. We do like a fantasy draft. Yeah. Oh, okay. Paul Korea could come. Yeah. Do you know there's been four kids baptized in the Stanley Cup? Yes, we do know that. Yeah. Fruit Loops have been eaten out of mm-hmm. the Stanley Cup. People take right. showers with it. It was stolen once and it was lost once and they found it on the bottom of the pool. Oh, yeah. 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 There's a massive dent on the side of it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They, they got, got a more achievable one that, that involves less killing. Okay. Good, 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 good. <laughs> uh, what is it? I want to have dinner with Tom Waits and Gonzo from the Muppets. Oh. Tom Waits and Gonzo. That is. That's awesome. Easily my two heroes. Tom Waits did the vocals for one of my one of my favorite bands, Primus. He did Tommy the Cat. And he he does the vocals in the middle of that song. He does the cat. Tommy the Cat's fucking great vocals. Eric, what would you do? 
for like a one-off thing, money's no object. Um, I would send my wife on a vacation on her by herself to her choosing. Cause seriously, dude, I mean, mm-hmm. the, no, n- for you. All, all joking aside, she has been dealing with a lot and between her job and everything else. And like the kids, just because of how everything's been going, they've been super clingy on her and, uh, she's, more or less handled it like a champ and she deserves it. That's what I would do. I'd say here, take all this money, get on a plane, go do whatever you want. I'll, I'll handle it. That's awesome. So. And, and I will officially change mine to that too, Lorena. I will change. I will give you uh, my, <laughs> what if they don't come back? Who doesn't? Well, I mean, that's wipes. always a concern, but <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> what yeah. if they don't come back? You know how the old adage goes. If you truly love someone, Use your hypothetical money is no object situation to let them go. And if they don't come back, they were never really yours to begin with. <laughs> that is uh, been a, that saying has been around for a long time. So. I think Sting sang a song about that. You got me. I was just quoting that famous Sting song. Yeah, I know. I, 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 brief. <laughs> hey, uh, Les, Les, uh, what would you do? Okay, fuck, Les, I don't care. We already talked about it. <laughs> Boo, <laughs> Boo, <laughs> Boo, what would you do? Really? Right? Boo, what would you do? Watch, you know what, 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 what I would do is... Uh, <laughs> Is I would I would go to a preserve one of one of the one of the nature preserves in Africa and I want to watch a cheetah eat a gazelle. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong? Oh with my you? god! I thought you were gonna say and just kill everything. No, 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 no. The 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 cheetah is my favorite animal, so I I, I just want to see it do what it was born to do. How about if it chases you down? That uh, you can no, see him from behind. Like, that'd, hey, be okay. hey. that'd be okay because it's gonna catch my ass pretty damn quick. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. So <laughs> one stride. Yeah, is on exactly. I'm mean, like. <laughs> Zig and Zag, look at its tail go. Oh, oh shit, it's got my jugular. Fuck, it, 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 it nipped my ankle, crikey. It won't, yeah. it won't even be a Zag, it'll just be a Zig. Zig, yeah, and I'm out, yeah. And then, and then it's feeding me to its cubs. Yeah. Uh, so Boo would spend his time doing anything but watching The Last Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Ran out of theater just not to watch it. Let's uh, move on to The Witcher prequel coming to Netflix. I never finished The Witcher. That's another show I got to finish. You have no right to shake your heads at my ass. I've seen it. Yeah, you've seen that. I've seen it. Yeah. That's when I had time. Yeah. So Blood Origin is going to be a limited series set about 2,000 years or 12,000 or 1,200 years before The Witcher. Blood Oranges? Blood Oranges. (laughs) That's what it is now. They're very bitter. Blood Origin, a limited series that's going to come out and set in the elven world 1,200 years before the world of The Witcher. Blood Oranges will tell a story lost to time and the events that lead to the pivotal conjunction of spheres. I, I don't know what any of that means. I have no clue. <laughs> when the worlds of monsters, men, and elves merge to become one. Oh, this, middle, middle Earth. Okay. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, Lord of the Rings. Where the Hobbits, yeah. So for all you Witcher fans, and there's a lot of them, it was a huge hit, um, there's going to be a prequel and no news on who's going to be cast in it yet. That's fantastic. Oh, I did start Perry Mason, though, Les, out of your recommendation. Dude, to Perry me. Mason is so good. It is so good. Okay, we can talk about it, it a little. It is so good. <laughs> can we talk it about it? It is film noir at its best, and there's a point where it was film noir, but it wasn't black and white. It was in color, but there was a scene that was, like, perfect. Yeah. Oh, the music's perfect. Perry Mason, the actor, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's just it's, jammed full of character actors. Oh, like, I, I was so watching, good. I was like, this is a lot of character actors. And then Steven Root showed up, and I was like, it's just all character. It's it's. All the way down, it's character act. It's so good. I'm on episode two. I just started last night. Yeah. But it's great. If you get a chance, definitely check out Perry Mason on HBO. The actor who plays Perry Mason, if you got Ed Norton and Mark Ruffalo 
and the guy who plays Loki. Mm-hmm. Hiddleston, Tim Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. I've been blanking on his name for the last couple of days. And also, Benefer Cumberbund. If you mush all of them into one guy, you'd get him. He's yeah. like half of the Marvel leading actors all just like fell one after the other onto each other and then like got up as one guy. And he's such a miserable soul in the first couple of oh, episodes. Yeah, you yeah. just feel for him. Oh, and it's dark too. It just goes oh, it's, right. It's yeah. straight film. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Highly recommend it. We also watch him get fucked right into the monster crack. The It's in the first episode. You know the space between the space just between like when you're when your bed is up against the wall. Oh, the bed yes, frames against the wall. <laughs> but the right. mattress is a couple of inches away because of the space that the bed frame makes. And yep. that's where like any monster could reach up and just pull your skin clear off your body down into that crack when you're a kid. Absolutely. <laughs> he does get fucked in there and he falls right in. Yeah. <sighs> and she calls him Poppy a bunch of times which is so dangerous because any number of monsters could get him when he's down there. I can't watch that scene. It's yeah. too, <laughs> we have a fun little quick email. I, I think this is more for less than I, but go ahead. Let's read this one. Oh, okay. Hey, hey guys, I'm writing to you for the first time. I love the show. I've been listening now for about two years now and love it. I'm from Seattle. And as, as of today, we have learned that the new name of our NHL team is the Seattle Kraken. I know this isn't pop culture related, and I was really curious to know your guys' take on a new team. Keep up the great work on the show. Jess, Jesse from Seattle. Thank you, Jesse from Seattle. And congratulations on the NHL team. And um, I guess release the Kraken. But uh, my Kraken had something in it the other day. It was oh, a bunch of water in it. I'm just saying. It was water. It was water. Go ahead. Lise. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm I'm on television. I don't need to be here. Actually, it's really cool that we finally get a, a team up in that area. Yeah, you guys uh, deserve it, man. You guys are great fans. I just can't wait to see who they because they're going to take. Uh, actually, have you seen their social media? Their first tweet? No. It was like, we're the Seattle Kraken. Thanks for following us. We're going to take your favorite players. Oh, that's, that's fucked up. Because right? the up. expansion draft, so yeah. they're going to start, they're going to pick some guys. Oh, that sucks. You can only protect certain people, so they could build a pretty solid team. I mean, Vegas built a solid team. Mm-hmm. All you need is like two players, and, two really uh, good players. And Jersey's Jersey logo is pretty cool. I saw it. Yeah. Pretty yeah. sick. Oh, yeah. How, is, uh, how does their mascot stack up to Gritty? Oh, now, see, that's going to be funny. Nobody's <laughs> Gritty. Okay, so here's my question, because Detroit has mm-hmm. Stanley, the octopus, right? Right. Now what? Oh, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. do they become cracking? instant rivals because of... Yeah, kick his yes. ass. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Sea creatures. And then uh, James Cameron will make a movie about it. <laughs> Let's jump into our trailer trashed. We have Ralph here. I'm he bringing the trash to this one. He's bringing it. He's bringing it hard. But this one is another one from Coda, who sent us three. But this is one of the three. We played one of them last week. Killer Condom. Which Ralph has seen a while back. I don't remember a lot about it, except that the detective's name was Luigi Macaroni. That's right. Yes. Luigi Macaroni. That, all you need that's to on remember. the trailer. That's, that's it. That's all He's you need to know. one of Germany's finest actors. <laughs> that's what they said. And this one is called Killer Sofa. So let's sit down, no pun intended, and watch. Huh. High octane, baby. I have a delivery for Francesca Morton. Doesn't look comfortable. There's blood here. <laughs> that recliner almost chopped my mate's finger. Okay. He keeps saying the recliner's position. Okay, that's not a sofa. Jeez. I really don't know what's gotten in Oh, look at that. Oh, it's cute. Oh. 
Is that Brian Cranston? It looks like it. Tomorrow morning we'll call everybody <laughs> in the city if we have to. Wow. What is going on? Wow. Dude, this score for this trailer is so good. So everyone in this trailer so far has called it a recliner. And not a sofa. Recliner she bought? It's possessed. <laughs> it just oh stood up. Is there a guy okay. in it? Never ever underestimate the seducing power of the beast. The soul you were trying to save has already been doomed. Killer the sofa. sofa you tried to save. <laughs> wow. Uh, that was incredible. That was pretty intense. And... Um, might want to see this one actually. Uh, okay. So, first of all, I'm I was trying to say the, the music. The music was so good in there. I mean, it was like the soundtrack to Anxiety. It really and, was. And it's like just the like the amount of distortion on it, like intentional distortion, was spot on. Man, they couldn't have couldn't have done a better job. So after watching that. Is it really that there's an issue with the recliner or is there somebody hiding in it? Right. Well, I mean, the recliner looked kind of cute, though, didn't it? At one point, like it was a little teddy bear. I mean, it was <laughs> yes, just yes. like almost like, throughout. Yeah. Yeah. Someone inside it or the demon manifest himself inside of it. Inside of a sofa? Why would you want to do that? Well, why would you want to be inside of a doll? So work inside of a condom. Then you're ambul ambulatory. Well, there's there's at least one good reason to want to be inside of a condom. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's hey oh, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. I wonder if it's the same studio. You know it, it reminds me of a little bit, and I'm I'm bringing this back to the Muppets again. Uh, just the way that it had like those two little shiny black eyes and the straight slit for a mouth. That's like the same face that all the fruits and vegetables that the Swedish chef always interacts with has. Interesting. Maybe they always have like two like call, shiny yeah. little black bead eyes and a straight across slit mouth. Maybe it's him in there. chicken. That would be epic. <laughs> well, thank you, Coda, for that debauchery of a trailer. We really appreciate it. Okay, let's get into some comic book TV movie news. All right, so Disney Plus has some news about their Hawkeye show. Kate Bishop has been casted, and it's Haley yeah. Steinfeld. She's the girl that's in Bumblebee, if I'm not mistaken. She's great. So what do you guys think about this? Can I think you... she's also a singer. She's got some Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah, she absolutely is a singer. Dude. She's very talented. What do you think about her playing Kate Bishop? And explain who Kate Bishop is, because I just made a mistake before. I thought it was the daughter of Hawkeye, but evidently it's not. Who's Kate Bishop? Basically, she takes on the mantle of Hawkeye. Oh, okay. So, so this she's is big. Like, at some point, she becomes Hawkeye. Oh, so, shit. Yeah, she's like his understudy and then, like I said, ascends to the role. Okay. And the Illuminati is the one who dropped this. I guess they're all things Marvel. And that's a good one. Illuminati? That, that is. is. That's a good name. That is a really yeah, good is. name. Kudos to you guys. King Tom, you know much about Kate Bishop? 
Uh, I've read. I don't know much about how she started. She they did a revival of West Coast Avengers maybe about two years ago with her and Hawkeye and a few other superhero types. It was a it was like a reality show comic book. Okay, if that makes any sense. And she was an interesting character in that. I liked her. She's you know has pretty much the same skill set as Hawkeye Classic. I'm just it's interesting the direction they're going with this because I think a lot of people will think that it's going to be Hawkeye's daughter because of the first scene of Endgame where... Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah, he's training his daughter, and she's supposedly just as good a shot as she is. So it'll be interesting to see if they even address that or if they just ignore it and hit the ground running. Well, at least we've heard news for this, and at least this is still going on, which is good news in itself. Yeah. Very cool. And I want to end this podcast with some information about Batman Death in the Family. Did you guys hear about this? You guys see the trailer? This is going to be. I have heard about this. You haven't? Okay. I saw it today. So listen to this. Mm -hmm. This is pretty cool. DC has released a trailer for Batman Death in the Family. We're not going to show it because it's very animated and there's nothing. uh, There's not a lot of dialogue in it. But here's the cool aspect to this. The storyline is from the 1980s. In a big twist, DC is taking a page from their Netflix Black Mirror by offering fans an interactive movie experience. Mm. Batman Death in the Family will essentially let viewers relive the acclaimed Batman Under the Red Hood animated movie from 2010. Only this time, DC fans will have the ability to control how the story plays out. This interactive film isn't just a viewing novelty. It's also a clever callback to the 1980s interactive event where DC let fans determine the fate of Jason Todd slash Robin through phone-in voting that was advertised in the comics. The big reactions from fans led to the death in the family, a storyline where Todd is brutally beaten to death and blown up by the Joker. Spoiler alert if you haven't known that. (laughs) I want to ask you guys, with fans losing their shit with every series and how it Mm -hmm. ends, Mm-hmm. Is if this becomes a, a popular thing, is this something that we're going to see with other franchises? And do you want to see this in your fandom? Do you want Star Wars to have a you pick the ending? King Thomas shaking his head, no. No, I think fans have bad taste when things exactly. like that happen. Yep. I like being surprised. I, I have things that I fall in love with in my own headcanon, but 99% of the time, whatever they come up with is better than what I can, at least in terms of Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, what I'm going to say is something akin to that or close to that is basically in this case, it worked. It's going to work. It should be. And it worked before. Death of the Family is a big hit. Well, and then again, I don't know if worked is the right answer, but it it just seems right to at least replicate that and see what happens. Spoiler for those of you who don't or do know, Jason Todd is doing fine in as far as the books goes. He's doing (laughs) a okay. He's got his own awesome team called the outlaws uh but as far as other fandom and like other yeah i don't know about that it may not work i gotta agree with king tom 100 percent. that's in case in point like what they did is better than anything i could imagine uh, exhibit a last jedi yeah i wouldn't have wanted what anything i would have expected to happen to have happened and missed that so you wouldn't have changed anything in rise of skywalker Here's the deal. This would be uh, can't have your cake and eat it too sort of thing where uh, if I'm going to draw a line and say, no, we need to let them do what they do, then it, are there things that I wish could have been different in the Rise of Skywalker? Absolutely. But I'm not willing to trade one for the other. Got it. You can't just pick and choose which one you want to. What side right. you want to be on. Got it. Right. To be honest, I don't I don't trust 
us, us. essentially. <laughs> maybe maybe us on this podcast because we're calm, cool, collected individuals. Well, but well, <laughs> but uh, but the the masses, absolutely not. You know, the masses got uh, what you might call it the Snyder Cut to exist, which is essentially almost the same thing as what's going on with this. Is people are like, I don't like that. Give me something else. Hmm. No, no, no. That's what not if, the way it though, works. What if? What if the Snyder Cut? Is incredible. Which is incredible. Here, here's why I'm asking this. Joss Whedon's cut. Cut. <laughs> there's not going to be one scene in From this him. new film yeah. that we've seen. Of Joss Whedon's cut. For, right. For the Snyder Cut. Yeah. So that means okay. we're going to get a completely different film. Well, speaking of that, uh, have, has everybody seen yeah, the, Save Superman in, yeah. in the Black Outfit? It looks badass. Yeah, it looked great. It looked great. It looked great. So what if this Snyder Cut. Which it's not going to be spectacular. Well, let's say it is. Are studios going to go this route? Is David Ayer going to get his chance to get his suicide? So we've talked about this before, but I didn't know that he's not using a frame of the Josh Whedon. John Whedon, yeah, Josh Whedon's cut. What if this is halfway decent? I know we're going to go in pretty pessimistic because it's Zack Snyder, because that's what we do. But what if this isn't shit? What if it's actually pretty damn good? Interactive film can only really be a, an event type of thing. Yeah, where choices are yeah, because I mean, are, available. What, are you saying is it going to just be no, 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 like no, 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 mass no, 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 he brought up Josh Whedon, so I, I wanted to go into that thing, but so we already got our takes on that. I don't like the idea of fans picking our fandom, no, <laughs> but it kind of worked for DC at one point for Death in the Family because that has been a pretty big success. Yeah, no, and this is actually a, a cool idea to because, and it's not just that scene. There's several others, or not several. I think there's a, a two additional where you pick something that's going on, so you could get a combination of several different movies. So I think this is a very cool option, and I think it's for certain things. I I, I think it is a cool thing, but if is this a a trend for fandom? I really hope not. How about Eric? King Tom, Boo, Les. How about Star Wars animated? We get we get the version that we get on Disney Plus of the next animated Bad Bunch, and then we get a Blu-ray special edition where we get to pick which journey they're going to go to or which event they're going to go to. No, zero percent interested. Okay, because here's the deal: if I got to pick, that would be one thing, but it won't be me. It'll be every douchebag that armchair quarterback <laughs> on Twitter who who oh. thinks they know better, and it won't be done from a place of "Hey, this will be fun." This will be done from a, "I can't believe that you gave us what you did. How dare you? Don't you understand anything about?" It, it will all be negative, oh, and so unfortunate. Because of that, I'm just not interested. Okay, and honestly, for a lot of of stuff like that, I love star wars for how it makes me feel i enjoy it because i don't have to do anything except receive it mm. dictating how it's going to go removes the part of the magic of it for me okay well said well said we'll end it with that all right guys with struthers being a party pooper yeah thanks eric no no it's because i'm so enlightened yeah uh. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a fun, fantastic, good time. Ralph, thank you so much for coming on again. We love having you. I think this is the third time you've been yeah. on. It's going to be a, an annual thing. Or if you want to come on more often, please no, do so. No, this is already too many. 
<laughs> I was I tapped you, out. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. But I, we really appreciate you coming on. And, and I'm so glad that you got this podcast going, the role-playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up from below. Be Check it out. Go to um, tmntminute.com or duelinggenre.com. Either of those websites will take you right to it. We'll, uh, we'll have some links and stuff. But yeah. yeah, thank you so much for having me, you guys. This is always a lot of fun. Oh, of course. We love it. It's our pleasure, man. And we'll have all that stuff on the show notes. Where can people find you on Twitter, on YouTube, and all that great uh, stuff? So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at CakeBossRalph. Check out uh, Buddy's Big Time Bake or Bake It Like. But he has all of his shows have the same title. It's just the words shuffled around. <laughs> I think the new one is Big Time Bake. I'm a judge on that. And check out season two of Buddy vs. Duff if you haven't seen it. We deliver a life-size dinosaur cake to the Museum of mm -hmm. Natural History in New York. That's like, amazing. it's bananas. Yeah, definitely check him out. Thank you so much. You have a great one. Stay healthy. and stay, I'll do what uh, I can. Hopefully we'll see you uh, sometime in one of these cons. You can come down. Ah, that would be a blast. Mr. Struthers, where can people listen to you talk about what? that new amazing album by <laughs> Taylor Swift? And I did spend some time talking about it, as a matter of fact. Check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators, where we talk about uh, Star Wars and Taylor Swift. I'm just going to say it. Hey. Follow me on Twitter, at Eric Struthers, if you want to see a bunch of tweets about Taylor Swift. <laughs> Mr. Tom Chansky, king of all pods. Lord Chansky. I will say that because I'm watching Last Kingdom and I want to call everybody lords. Where can people find you? Survivor uh, of the take, Taking apart each week's Naboo by knowing the difference between Algeria and Libya. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, you can find me on Twitter at Tom Chansky and on Patreon shows for Steel Wars, Blue Harvest, Bed Motivators. I just did uh, three episodes of Page Wars with Steel last night. Yeah, I so talked some, to him. He uh, said that uh, he was talking about Naboo. On, on the episode. Yes, we did huh? talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he told me. Can't wait to listen to those. Les Gonzalez. Gonzalez? Where can people find you? Gonzalez! Don't do that. Just on Twitter, here and there. At Les <laughs> here, here and there. At here and there. Yeah. Carlos Boo Arguello. You should be ah uh, Nabu at Nabu at Nabu. Yeah, uh, you can uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List, and you can find me at the or Sith or at the Sith Boo. What you taking mine now? No, I know, right? How dare yeah. you at the Sith List? We said Boo so much. I was like done. <laughs> Already said it. By the way, I had the pleasure to be on the Scruffy Looking Podcasters this last weekend, and we had a blast. We had a great time. If you like Star Wars and you like this podcast. Take a listen. They're just guys having a good time, sitting around, talking about fandom, all Star Wars. It was fun, so check them out. You can catch us next week on episode number 209 of The Sith List. Hey, hello. I've waited here for you. Ever long. Tonight. I throw myself into Out of the head Out of the head she sang Calm down And waste away with me 
down with me Slow how you wanted it to be tell you this game isn't fun i say that not with love but with brutal honesty i'm on television i don't need to be here